just had sex. Welcome to Prognosis Podcast. Coming to you live from the Chicago studio, as opposed to the usual Plainfield studio. Joined here with uh, Chris and Aaron and my dog Santa, who's staring at the stereo right now. Because <laughs> he's got good taste. That's right. waiting for the tunes to start. Exactly. We are experimenting with some coffee roasting today uh, and also consuming some of my homebrew. Uh, well, one is a collaboration homebrew that Chris and I made along with a few others. It's a barrel-aged stout uh, aged in a Cobalt Whiskey Barrel, uh, which turned out quite nicely. Um, and then we're also enjoying some uh, cider that I made, which is the easiest thing in the world to make. Um, and uh, this one also turned out pretty well. A little bit minty. That girl on the corner disagrees with you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we also had uh, an IPA from Beguile Brewing. Beguile, yep. Uh, I don't recall which uh, IPA it was of theirs. They make several. It's, uh, uh, it's probably best that we don't remember because it wasn't all that great. <laughs> so, sorry guys, do better. Ouch. I actually thought it was it was fine, but it probably would have been better like right when it was poured. It was much better uh, a week and a half ago. I'm going, with it, I'm going with your buddy's suggestion, just like every selfie you see taken. It's like, <laughs> not your best. Not your best. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not your best theory. So, as we do on this podcast... Um, Chris and or Aaron pick a prog song and then they try to convince me that it's not uh, complete garbage. Uh, and along those lines, um, Chris has a song to play for us on his brand new panel player. Uh, what did you select for us there, Chris? <laughs> uh, we went for uh, an instrumental tune from Volto, therefore stacking the deck against us. Yes. Uh, because there's no words and it's going to be very difficult to keep Matt's attention for more than like 40 seconds. And but, there's, there's a keyboard solo. Yeah. We're fucked right there. Uh, but yeah, so it's... Actually, it, it's a synthesizer solo. Sorry. No. It's a synthesizer solo. You had me a keyboard solo. But it is, it's, a, it's a, a really impressive... I'm a sucker for electric organ. If that was a, it's a really excellent uh, <laughs> fusion band, well. like, uh, like prog fusion band, like... They're prog in the sense of like um, that crossover kind of like Bruford, Holdsworth is progressive and and jazz at the same time. So I would guess it would be fair to call them fusion as well. Um, but it's uh, John Ziegler is uh, um, the guitar player and he's the guy who goes by the by the name Volto from time to time. And uh, the drummer is uh, Danny Carey from Tool. So it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. So we'll go ahead and put this tune on and then we'll uh, we'll discuss it and, and discuss coffee. And uh, I like this because there's no lyrics for me to read. There are no lyrics to read. This the song is called s- "Grip It." Songs to enjoy. Grip it and rip it. The old Matt Stairs. Uh, it is. It is time to listen to a tune. Right. 
That was um, a trip to Southern California. Right. They normally play like they're they play at like the baked potato and that kind of place all the time. They toured last year. I got to see them at uh, in Indianapolis. I had to miss the show here. You were at the show here, right? I had to see them at Lincoln Hall in Chicago. It was an absolutely fantastic show. It's quite good. I'm a big fan of the whole uh, that whole kind of like scumbag uh, fusion. Like, yes. You know, big punch you in the face kind of not like uh, just theory kind of nerd fusion stuff. Anything that like reminds me of like early Billy Cobham and and Bill Tony Bruford. Williams, man. That's oh yeah, got, for sure. That's got Tony Williams written all over it. Hall tour. Absolutely. Which would kind of be concurrent, like. But we'll. Uh, I'm gonna let Matt talk about this first, and then I will. I will get into where I think the the roots of that record come from. So Matt, what do you think of this song? <laughs> uh, I did not like it. It was already described to me. Um, the. Uh, synth kind of semi solo in the middle was terrible. Uh, well, it wasn't a semi solo; it was full on. Totally broke up the the song. When it, you I, say terrible, why? I actually want you to expound on, on the terribleness. Why terrible? <laughs> it um, <clears throat> it was all the you know. It wasn't a typical prog like um loopiness like overplaying it was just the tonality of it kind of the beginning of the song and and the end of the song kind of set you know kind of like this plateau of of tempo and feeling and then the the synth solo um you know it's kind of like this spacey um sidetrack that just i think this would be the opinion of somebody who who like, this is the antithesis of music you would normally go out to listen to. Yeah. So this is, like, kind of, like, the uninitiated opinion for uh, for that kind of fusion, whereas, like, if it were, like, one-man black metal, um, we would be in that position, and you would be able to tell us why we're wrong. Right? Yes. That, okay. This is true. Uh, I did like the drum solo that immediately followed the, the synth solo. I thought that was... That's because it sounds like it's fucking a thousand pounds of, like... Yeah. Kill your face. <laughs> it was a thousand pounds of kill your face. Um, I mean, this wasn't the worst song we've listened to on this podcast, but it's not one I would. What was the worst song? Do you know? I don't know. One you hated the most. I'd have to go back. And it wouldn't be the Highlander. Look through the archives. No, that that'll be our. Uh, we're gonna revisit that song next that, next podcast next actually. week. Yeah, for our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, good times. We'll have to break out some great beer for that. Lost Horizon. <laughs> yes, indeed. So. Um, so yeah, I, I I didn't like it. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna cut Matt Matt off the knees for this one because uh, <laughs> I everybody I played this record for. Now I'm gonna give big props to Ziegler and Danny and the boys for uh, for recording it. People who don't even like fusion or don't even understand jazz love this record. Well, that's me, and I don't love it. Yeah, because they just it's uh the tonality of instruments I'm actually in Matt's boat most of the time since solos and fusion songs absolutely make my stomach retch but on this record every one of them has done extraordinarily well like I, I like them a lot um, just for a standpoint of, of phrasing and melody choices in uh, some of the breakdown stuff but I think the synth is actually the unsung hero on the Volto record um, for a lot of reasons but uh this kind of stuff um, 
roots in like the jammy kind of fusion where you just put a bunch of people together in a room and let them go to ape shit that all know how to play their instruments really well. Um, and it comes a little bit from uh, probably Stanley Clark's first album, School Days. It was one of the, or School Days, it's not his first record. His first record was a self-titled record. But um, everybody knows that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but uh, it, it all kind of started there. And then uh, Tony Williams' Lifetime and then uh, Holdsworth's Secrets concurrently directly after that uh, kind of created this level of musicianship to aspire to. I think for... Secrets is way after all that. So Secrets is like mid-80s uh, Vinnie Caluda era. This is like this This feels like it's totally 70s music except for the the, the guitar tuning and the tone is a little bit more uh, gruff but like together. Usually when you had like that kind of like like uh, unfriendly tone like this uh it, it was more like loose around the edges like you know sabbathy um whereas this is more put together kind of a tone mm-hmm. for the guitar but otherwise i would say it's very much more like 70s fusion to me so yeah i i get i get what you're saying though i, I totally understand but yeah so that's what i mean it's it's a really easy record to vibe with and i absolutely love it it's like for if you want to hear people who know how to play their instruments and know how to play them very very well and Volto was definitely your bag, uh, and the production also was absolutely first rate. Everything about this record was a win when I was introduced to it. It just blew my head, my head off. I was like, this is fucking great. I can't believe people still make music like this in a climate where it does not pay to make music like this anymore. What so, what year was this recorded? Uh, two years two, ago? Th- yeah, 2011. I, I think it's, it was 12. 12. Yeah. So... Yeah, I agree. The production that was very good, um, very analog. I think it was all recorded live at one time, um, all in the same room, more or less, like the same environment. It wasn't like where you record the drums and then go back and retake the guitar and then retake the yeah, bass. Yeah, I liked it. Was very neutral, not overproduced by any means. Um, well, well, so well, without the keyboards, you would still dislike it, but you wouldn't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the keyboard, I mean, that was the, the most distracting. I, I was totally just kind of zoning out to it as, as it was playing. When the keyboards kicked in, I was kind of jolted into like, oh, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, I mean, it kind of woke me up in time for the drum solo, which was nice because that was pretty good. But I think just cutting out the synth part would have would have made a, a, a much better song. Uh, Sorry, John, I'll beat Matt's ass for you. Because John's going to listen to this. No, he's not going to listen to this. One hopes he will never listen to this. <laughs> he's got better things to do this time. Well, uh, overall, Matt, Matt will be overruled by this group, but uh, I guess his verdict is that it's not his his bag. Not my bag. It's, I've never been much of a Fusion fan. It's my, my personal opinion that we pretty much know how to dial in what Matt will tolerate and won't tolerate now. Um, there's no mystery left. We can we can just keep on putting on winners. Um, there isn't a whole lot more of progressive music that would be worth playing for him because most of it we know what he would hate, and there's no turning his opinion on things like Rush. Um, so we might have to venture out into other other musical worlds, starting with a well, 2013 so season. It, you're right. So next week we'll be uh, revisiting the Lost Horizon. Highlander song, um, which we did for last year's Christmas special. I'm sure it has only gotten better. It has. <laughs> I, I wound up listening to it uh, 
a few days ago, and it's just as magical as ever. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to revisit that. And then, yeah, it, it, moving into 2015, uh, maybe we'll uh, revisit some other uh, genres of music. We'll uh, try and get Matt into bluegrass. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. That's going to be rough. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, while we were uh, listening to that, I opened a uh, bottle of Two Brothers Northwind. Uh, from 2010, which has been sitting in the back of my uh, beer fridge for lo- low these many now. years. Yeah. Uh, I've been uh, trying to drink what's been in that fridge, so uh, I just recently saw this back there lurking and thought tonight would be good night to open it, and uh, it's held up pretty well. This uh, is the last good year of Two Brothers Northwind. And effectively, in my opinion, it's the Two last beer. It's, it's, yeah, I was gonna say it's the last good year of any of their standard beer. They can still do IPAs and pales. Okay, is, I haven't had any Two Brothers beers. I don't think in probably two years. They've done They're, some sours that are like okay. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. you've Tangent, had some other sours. Bear Tree. And, do uh, they still do? What's their massive mega IPA? The uh, heavier handed and heavy handed, and uh, what was there's one more? Hop juice. Uh, hop juice is their super IPA. Oh, yeah. It's not very good. No, it's heavier. called it's called hop centric now. They changed the name. Oh, there's, really? more, there's more than one uh, hop juice. Heavier handed was the wet hopped uh, IPA, which is my favorite beer they've ever made. It's like really, when, that's a really good beer. Yeah, when it uh, was, or was really good beer. Yeah, this year they did um, variants of heavy handed with uh, several different types of hops. Uh, single hopped, and you could buy like a six pack of each one. I ended up passing just because I hadn't been into their beer enough, but it would have been a nice little educational experience. I've had that when uh, uh, Double Crooked Tree did that. They did single hop variants, and you got to taste everything and say the very best of the of the single hopped uh, Double Crooked Trees is about as good as the normal Double Crooked Tree. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they are doing it right on a Double Crooked Tree, and the single hop ones are like, oh, well, that was fun. Uh, heavy, heavy-handed and heavier-handed were also similar. I remember having the dry-hopped heavy-handed and thinking it was a far superior beer. And that's uh, not not always the case for, for IPAs. Sometimes you, you like the wet hops in there, but uh, the dry-hop one, just for the flavor profile they were going for, happened to crush, and it was absolutely superior beer, but I believe they only did that one year. You know, there's, there's um, a thing that happens when you go to a brewery and there isn't either hippie music or metal playing. It's a, it's a bad sign. So, uh, I mean, there could be, like, retro, like, it, this is funny, you're supposed to laugh at me music. Like, if they're playing Axel F or something like that, that's that's a different story. But it's all two brothers, jokes. I remember going to the uh, the Hop hop Juice event before it was called Hop Centric, and it was just terrible live music, like uh, like corner, uh, you know, uh, block party band type of music. And the event itself was really poorly run, and it was really un- unfun, uncool. It was right around the time of this one, probably 2011, 2012. And, uh, and ever since then, it's just only gone downhill. Um, so I'm not a particularly big fan of Two Brothers anymore, whereas I used to be a big supporter. But yeah, that happens. It's unfortunate when it's a local brewery, too, and like something you want to support. It's like, oh man, it's local, it's right on the street, they're making some good stuff. And then yeah, everything just kind of went sideways for him. So you have to remember that that's a that's a time or that's a, this is an area where at that time there were only a handful of breweries, and yeah. now every block in this area has two breweries. The the Beguile Brewery Matt was talking about earlier is how many blocks away from here? Probably about three blocks, and there's uh, at least three more breweries opening up this year 
in the same radius from my house. And we're not far from Pipeworks, which is hit or miss beer, but they've got they've got some very like their hits are pretty awesome hits, and their misses are pretty tremendous. They're kind of like American McKellar in that, except except for the fact that McKellar has way more misses. Uh, <laughs> McKellar generally only misses these days. So, but and, um, and we're real close to Half Acre, which I think is generally hits. Yeah, um, they haven't made a, a miss in a while. They can get pretty tame. Well, not they're, they're they're tame right too, isn't it? Yeah, that's pretty close. And then uh, Off Color is right down the street that's too. A little bit west. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few more opening uh, real soon. Is uh, Urban Legend up there too? Uh, no, Urban Legend is out. Is that Burbs? Yeah, okay. back by me, over by Imperial Oak. I feel like there's Legend there's something there. over on the uh, the Lakeshore that's like right from. Uh, Imperial's right down yeah. on Irving. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's a few more. Anyway, Chicago, good for beer. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> if, if you'd like to try something that somebody brewed in their basement and then somebody was like, hey, you should offer this commercially without come to Matt's house. or yeah. thinking about the recipe at all, <laughs> uh, you can have plenty of that in Chicago. So anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, make sure you tune in for the next one. After this, we'll be doing our uh, annual Christmas special. Woohoo! Featuring uh, Highlander in all its glory. and uh, That's not the name of the song. I think we might have to drink whiskeys for that event. Yeah, that, that may be a whiskey, whiskey event. Uh, that is easily done. <laughs> well accommodated. All right, well, we'll sign off for this one. We will say that Matt sucks and we win. Yes. Very I good. I don't agree. Even if it's not the truth. And we'll stop.